Hello and welcome back to the Between Sadhana and Seva podcast, a bridge to growth, healing and happiness. This podcast will bring you insightful conversations with people from different walks of life, but with a common bond between them, which is their sadhana, their daily spiritual practice. And part of this sadhana is to be of service to people to perform Seva. And they do so by sharing their knowledge and their gifts. In these conversations, the guests and I, we will discuss different ways of embracing spirituality and different ways of connecting to our true nature, such as yoga, meditation, shamanism, and a few other methods for personal transformation. I hope these talks give you some food for self-inquiry and perhaps even open up new paths to explore. The first guest of this podcast is Dr. Vijaya Manja, with whom I am currently studying in India at his traditional Yoga Gurukula, where I am also currently living together with 20 other students who come from all over the world to learn from him and to study the ancient teachings. And Dr. Vijayamanja, or Guruji, as the students call him, teaches Ashtanga Yoga, philosophy, chanting and other practices. And he lives in the small village of Pandeshwara in the south of India, where he turned his family home into a Gurukula, which is the traditional education system from ancient India. And in Gurukulas, the students live in the same house as the teacher and as the teacher's family. They learn from the teacher in a very close proximity and they help him and the family in their everyday activities, the activities that need to be taken care in order to guarantee that the school is running smoothly. And this includes contributing to the daily household chores like cooking and cleaning and gardening and in this case taking care of the animals, the cows, the dogs and also taking care of the shala where we practice every day and where we have the philosophy and chanting classes. And in traditional gurukulas, the teacher does not charge a fee from the student The relationship between them is considered sacred and the teachings are considered invaluable in the sense that it's not possible to attribute monetary value to the knowledge that you receive. And when the student leaves the Gurukula, they offer Dakshina to the teacher, which is a donation for the teachings. And this will depend on their financial capacity at that particular moment. And this way, no one is denied the chance to learn. And the only requirement will be to have an earnest desire to learn. And now, before we start the actual interview, 
I would just like to give you some more context about Guruji or to paint a portrait of who he is or a portrait of how I see him. And I have to start by saying that Dr. Vijaya is a one-of-a-kind teacher who has a lot to give to his students and who is happy to do so, to give openly. And as an asana teacher, he has a low-profile approach, intervening only when necessary and only to the extent needed, which for me is the most conducive to inwardness and to concentration. As a philosophy teacher, he is extremely knowledgeable. He is a Vidvan, an expert in discrimination in Vedanta. He's very insightful and thought-provoking and a fantastic storyteller with a wonderful sense of humor. As for the chanting classes, they are quite powerful from the texts that we work with to the emphasis on the correct Sanskrit pronunciation and intonation to the deep resonance of Dr. Vijaya's voice leading the class. All of this allows for the vibrations of the sacred texts to enter our bodies when we are chanting. And this is quite a powerful, beautiful experience. Guruji is also very involved in the daily running of the Gurukula and you can often see him milking the cows in the morning, Indu and Lakshmi, or in the kitchen stirring a big pot of something for breakfast of uh, upama or poha, or carrying Virochana, his son, around the house or around the garden, or sitting at his desk on the porch answering an existential question asked by a student. And he is a very approachable, friendly, down-to-earth man. And what really resonated with me from the very first time I came to the Gurukula was how consistent Dr. Vijaya is in the way that he lives his life with the teachings that he shares with the students. And this is something that is quite rare nowadays. And because we all live together in such close proximity, it's really easy to observe and to confirm this consistency. And for me personally, this makes it a lot easier to surrender to the teachings, to the, to the ancient teachings that we study together and to allow them to really sink in and do their work. And now a little technological disclaimer. This interview was recorded at the Gurukula in the Shala where we practice and the windows of the Shala are open in the sense that they do not have any glass to keep the noises out. And India, as you may know already, is an exceptionally and inescapably noisy country. And the Gurukula is no exception to this. So in the background of this interview, you will hear all sorts of noises from construction work 
to kids crying, to dogs barking, to cows mooing, and all sorts of charming <laughs> noises. But what to do? And instead of letting it bother us, we can choose to look at it or to listen to it as a little something that adds a little bit more charm to the listening experience. So, without further ado, here is Dr. Vijaya Manja, Kuruji. Guruji, thank you very much for accepting this interview. It's a great honor for you to be the first guest of this podcast. Uh -huh. And I'm very happy that you said yes to this request. I would like you to start by talking a little bit about your personal journey, how you studied at the Gurukula in Sringeri, how you went to Mysore to study Sanskrit and philosophy, and also how you discovered Ashtanga Yoga. Mm -hmm. First of all, I would like to say thanks to you just for giving this one opportunity just to, yeah, uh, just to remind or recap my journey, you know. So thank, thank you very much, first of all. And uh, my journey started when I was very young, you know. Honestly, if I have to tell. Because I'm, I born in a very orthodox, traditional family. So that's why by birth itself, some of the spiritual things it was part of my life. Very strong spiritual imprints I had. Uh, from my grandfather, grandmother, my father, my atmosphere. Uh, we had this temple, so that's why we were going, coming, everyday rituals in the home, temples everywhere. So, I had that very strong impression of this spirituality, uh, traditional practices. This was all part of my life from the younghood itself, very young. But, uh, yeah, somewhere it started that I really started to focus on the spiritual journey. It was like somewhere in my life from the childhood itself that I want to know about the spirituality, discovering myself and uh, going deeper into yoga, who am I, uh, different yoga, deep practices. These were all so much wonder. Always it was like a wonder thing for me. I wanted to be there. I wanted to go more deeper. So this kind of idea and uh, a deep pull and wish was there all the time in my life. But I did not know this This is this much harder, you know. I just had that wish that I want to be a yogi more deeper. That's all I knew. I did not know anything about practically how hard it is. So when I finished my basic education in this school, my I just was talking with my father as usually and I he knew that I had that pull. And then we discussed, I don't want to continue this normal education, be a degree holder, bachelor, master in some worldly education. I want to study Sanskrit, study spirituality, yoga, shastras, this tradition. Then my father suggested me to go to this Gurukula, traditional Gurukula, which is in Sringeri. And I was a little bit surprised that time. Uh, I was thinking it's like a normal school, how I was going to school, maybe same school. And when I went there with my father and my mother and sister, I was really shocked almost. 
it's really like a like a cage that's what i felt that time it's no connection from outside it's like a forest and you have to be there uh, by shaving your hair not uh, completely you have normal clothes you have dhotis and these things and it's very cold place also little bit heavy rainy season heavy winter season summer is less there so in that kind of place can i be there it looks uh, it's really impossible to be there and then i said this one to my father it looks really hard for me and i want to study spirituality sanskrit and this shastras but not here i said then my father said no if you really want to study this will be my recommendation this will be the best one somehow in this way i started to join that gurukula that time then after one week i felt it's impossible to be there it was very hard for me uh, i felt like li- really alone and uh, i started to feel there is no one to listen me there way there is i can't even raise my voice what's happening to me i can't share with anyone i was alone all the time and then i decided to run away from that gurukula and i ran away also and <laughs> in one week i just came back and i said lie there to them someone dead in my family otherwise they don't allow us to come back normally yearly you are allowed only once to come back so i just ran away from there and came back to my home and i my father also asked why you came back i said it's a holiday there in gurukul i said here also lie there also lie two lies and then somehow my father knew and he's telling lie so he just called them and really asked what's happening and this is how your son said that's why we released him and then after like one day he took me back and just like throw there in the gurukula and said we don't need him anyway whoever die in my family you no need to send him you know he very clearly said somehow without having any option my spiritual journey started like this forcefully i started in one way there was a pull but not in that gurukula it was so hard to be there i want to study like a normal school very easy way but uh, i really give so much credits whatever happening in my life until now it's all started from there that place that's the root seed very strongly one impression and samskaras what i got from gurukula it's really without that uh gurukula stay 3 years i definitely would not be like this so it's really a very strong one impression i had that then one year two year i learned some basic sanskrit some basic elements of the shastras sanskrit language these things i have studied some chantings vedic chants and then uh, still i did not know what i am going to do where it goes where it leads me i did not know anything some basic things only i was studying and then after 3 uh, years some basic knowledge of sanskrit when i got i decided to be away from that gurukula go away of course they have offered me that you stay here we will teach you more shastras and everything but i wanted to study vedanta and nyaya philosophy which was not there in the gurukula at that time that's why otherwise i could have continued there maybe but they had only one philosophy grammar philosophy vyakarana so that's why i did not really want to study vyakarana so somehow i without any option i came back to uh, my home and uh, i wanted to continue 
but where how i did not know so then again i discussed with my father and i really chose mysore my journey started towards to mysore because my father studied in mysore ah uh, so that's why uh, he was always talking whenever we were talking about some things his past life he was talking about lot mysore mysore is a great place and sanskrit college is really great many shastras are there not only one many branches of the philosophies in one place is mysore 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 he was telling so i got somewhere that strong impression that i want to study mysore you know in in mysore sanskrit college that's why i went there to study astrology actually first i have chosen astrology <laughs> because my father is an astrologer so it is our tradition to follow father's uh, tradition so somehow i decided to study astrology and i went to mysore with my father unfortunately or fortunately this uh, astrology department was closed at that time so they said it's not possible now to study because teacher got retired from the school last year and no new professor is there now at the moment so that's why you can't this year we can't take any astrological philosophies uh, students then what to do i did not know there are different options were there that one this one which philosophy where to go i had lot of options but uh, many people said in mysore sanskrit college that whole college is famous for my guruji gangadhar bhat his name so just you meet him he said he will guide you okay let's go and meet him he is the nyaya professor uh, logic nyaya uh, indian logic system is a very strong philosophy very hard to study he is really master in that but i did not know anything about nyaya so i did not want to study nyaya just i went there to meet him just to ask some suggestion we came for this reason this this what hap- happened and what to do next so we went there and he was teaching in the school that time in his room with some other 3 4 students and how he was talking in sanskrit language continuously deep shastra things how he was explaining that was really amazing i felt wow great man that i felt immediately very small class very small class almost like uh, half an hour not really small but half an hour but only three students mm-hmm. and he was explaining really very deeper thing i did not understand anything but how he was explaining it how he was connecting with the students and how depth his knowledge in the philosophy immediately i could feel it how he talks and continuously in sanskrit language in a deeper sanskrit language because i also knew sanskrit language i studied 3 years in gurukula basic sanskrit but how he was talking it's really a rich language of sanskrit i never heard that rich language so i really inspired by him but immediately after finished class he just start to talk like a very common man you know that's the speciality of my guruji if you show him a small baby he become a baby in, with them if he really introduce a great scholar immediately he become a great scholar so he, he immediately became like a common man one of us how oh, why you came here what happened oh this this happened you know this sanskrit school now last year this happened he just like be, very immediately became very close friend for uh, my father and to me also and then we shared these all things and uh, somehow he said like he could he could study nyaya also it looks like and then i said like yes i really inspired by your teachings but 
ఐ డోంట్ నో ఎనీథింగ్ అబౌట్ న్యాయ నార్మలీ యూ షుడ్ స్టడీ సమ్ బేసిక్ న్యాయ సిస్టమ్ బిఫోర్ యూ గో టు విద్వత్ స్కూల్ ఇఫ్ యూ వాంట్ టు కాన్సన్ట్రేట్ ఓన్లీ న్యాయ వన్ ఇయర్ టూ ఇయర్ యూ షుడ్ స్టడీ ద బేసిక్ వన్ బట్ ఐ డిడ్ నాట్ స్టడీ ఇట్ సో దట్స్ వై ఐ డోంట్ నో ఎనీథింగ్ అబౌట్ న్యాయ బట్ యూఆర్ టెలింగ్ మీ టు స్టడీ న్యాయ ఫిలాసఫీ హౌ ఇట్ పాసిబుల్ then he said no problem i will teach you he said i will teach everything to you but you really want to study that is the basic question i am asking he said i said yes i really want to study then he said no problem leave him here i take care of him he said somehow my father really felt really good and he came back then my mysore journey started from that day onwards and uh, i came from a very traditional gurukula understand from shingeri i went there i sh- i did not have hair only a big one shikha here and not wearing shirts always like dhotis and these things it was really hard for me to manage in the beginning in the city mysore is a big city everyone was using normal dress people are like normal but i am the only guy always sitting chanting like really being separate from the people mm-hmm. i always felt and they also really saw me like i am a different boy different category of person so but my guruji was there to support me all the time and again i struggle lot in mysore because it's a normal government school it's a government sanskrit college government runs this school so that's why it started by kings king of mysore but after they hand over this one to government so when government start to take care of this school many people started to came and uh, it's really hard for them to run it clean maintenance was not really good that time so the toilets and the rooms where i have to share room with five six other people which was very small and the toilets were not clean and it felt really very you know not good for me i felt really very ugly and not clean at all so then i started to talk with my guruji i really want some room outside you know i can't stay in the hostel sanskrit school said, why you have to stay there he said we all stayed there he said <laughs> it's very not clean and these all problems i said okay i can show you some other rooms maybe i will talk with some other students and he helped me to see some rooms outside i went and saw many rooms and many homes but nothing felt good to me so somehow i start to get adjust and slowly i start to develop friendship with the other students and then i became like really one of them slowly and uh, one other thing is i was really a good cricket player so that's why when i start to play cricket all college student became my close friend i am really a good cricket player that's why so they really like always playing cricket but they did not have a good player but i was really a good player even though i was in shingeri gurukula i was playing lot cricket but uh, not officially unofficially <laughs> just running here there hiding and just playing cricket <laughs> because i really want wanted to play that time so this cricket really made me very popular in the beginning not the study cricket really helped me to become one of all my students and then i developed friendships and uh, i became really very close to everyone there then my philosophical journey started and uh, i was studying uh, long hours with my teachers uh, in the home wherever he go i have to follow him in the home also 
in the shala also, college also, studying uh, Nyaya philosophy. Uh, for you years I studied with him, which was really making me very like practical. I became like a logic person. I became like a arguing, debating nature personality. So I, it, it made my chitta, made my mind really sharp, you know. Always I started to see the things with a lot of doubt and I want to explain it through my skills of intellect. So this way I started to enter the philosophical journey. Philosophical forest I entered with the Nyaya light. And it really helped me to see it through the intellectually, mentally so sharp. So it made me really very sharp and I started to become like a debate person. So at that, at that time I was participating on many debate competitions also in the school level, state level. And then I went to national level debate competitions and I got medals everywhere, gold medals in the national level competitions. And it was really hard. Of course, it, it was taking me one year, two years sometime to study. Uh, but uh, I really wanted to do because that was in my nature. And then I just came out as a good student in the school after four, five years. And then after three years, maybe I think, three or four years in the middle when I was studying Nyaya, one day I felt a little bit like every day uh, our Nyaya section is, I have to cross the Vedanta section and then um, our section will come. So every day I am going, you know, through the Vedanta section. Lot of students were waiting there. There is no rule that you have to wear this kind of dress to study Nyaya. We were wearing normal shirts and dhotis and sitting. But to study Vedanta, you have to wear a normal cloth, means dhoti and shalya, not allowed dress. You have to sit on the floor. Normally in the Nyaya school, you can sit on the chair. But in Vedanta, you should sit on the floor and study with respect. This was really making me a little bit special. This section is really special, this Vedanta. <laughs> and then somehow after three, four years, I felt somewhere I am becoming so dry. Somewhere I am becoming so logical. Somewhere I am becoming like my practical brain is so active. My emotional brain is so dry, it starts to feel. I don't was feeling anybody, feeling anything. It is so important for me to argue, see and discuss. And that's all, define discussions. That's all the training I got from four or five years. So somewhere it, there was a strong attraction started towards to Vedanta to me. What is that? Let me to see. And then somehow I went to my this Vedanta teacher also and just asked him, can I come for some class and sit because I have uh, evening little bit free time. Say, no problem, you can come and sit. So every day I started to attend one class in the beginning, evening, which I, which when I did not have Nyaya class, I was going to Vedanta school and sitting there. I started to listen Vedanta, it really affected me a lot. And then I decided to study Vedanta properly. So then after finish this Nyaya philosophy, I just again go to Vedanta school. And there I studied three years. So somehow I finished Nyaya also, Vedanta also. It, it takes normally ten years, five, five years to finish one philosophy. In seven years I finished both. So a little bit faster, but uh, 
I tried little hard there that time, so but I finished both philosophy. I got the Vidwan degree, master degree in both, and uh, yeah, and then slowly, when I was studying Vedanta, this yoga, many subjects were discussing in the school. I was practicing asana from so long ago, but yoga started to look more attractive to me that time, and uh, yeah, then I started to discuss. with my guruji also yoga journey so i will tell maybe my yoga journey in a different way you see when i was in a uh, uh, sanskrit college i met this guy called alex my friend alexander medin so he was also coming to our school to study vedanta just for one class where i was also there sitting there and watching every day and then we became friend he was asking me to teach some sanskrit to him and i started to teach some sanskrit and we became very close friends and then somehow i was asking him what you are doing and everything he said i practice yoga he said in mysore oh nice i also practice yoga and we became really close friends uh, then we started to travel little bit to together to different parts of the world so somehow this alex guy who he introduced me to the west otherwise i was somewhere here understand <laughs> so he we we were traveling and i was teaching some sanskrit and chanting he was teaching yoga in the teacher training courses and then uh, yeah so i was practicing asana from uh, when i started around 12 when i was 10 or 12 years old i started asana practice in, in my own home but vinyasa system afterwards after meeting this alex guy i felt like how he was practicing asana with vinyasa it feels like i started to see it's more logical because anyway i studied logic nyaya it looks like wow there is a way to get into the asana there is a way to come back from the asana the same asanas i was doing but with vinyasa i started then and then i started to discuss with my guruji also not like just doing it but authentically to know about it from where it came how what authority it has this vinyasa system so then i discovered this uh, krishna macharya's many books yoga makaranda yogasanas and etc books which he written when he was in mysore and chennai so I, it was in our library i just took it out and then we i discussed with my guruji those all things and he explained everything very beautifully this is the way how they they explain here everything then i started to stick my asana practice with vinyasa only because it looks really nice and very logical and uh, yeah some i somehow i studied some yoga sutras and some hatha yoga pradipika little bit here there with my teacher but not completely studied little bit because i had a very strong philosophical background somehow i could understand these all things because if you study properly vedanta or nyaya in indian traditional uh, shastra system you could understand any other philosophies they say because that is so important philosophies that's the the way of explaining the philosophy mentioned in nyaya very beautifully so that's why with the support of nyaya i started to explore yoga philosophy through my own abilities uh, that's how my yoga journey started and uh, yeah Yes, Dian. If you want to ask something else, maybe Very I will continue. Very interesting, Guruji. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually you decided to come back to Pandeshwara. Yeah. 
And what made you decide to share the teachings and to become a teacher? And why did you decide to create this Gurukula, to use this specific uh, system of teaching? Very nice thing you ask, because you see, when I was uh, studying in Mysore, I almost finished Vedanta, Nyaya, I was I, I, I got gold medal in different debate competitions and I started already teach yoga in Mysore. I was teaching a yoga, I had a yoga shala there, teaching yoga, Shastra, Sanskrit for the many schools I was going and teaching Sanskrit. So I had a strong base in Mysore. Many people really like me there and I was becoming very popular that time in Mysore. But Immediately, there, is, there was a call came from my father, from the village one day. And he said, you have to come back. And I really felt almost shocked, you know. No, how I can come back? I have a strong base here. And I, I was traveling also to different countries. So I wanted to reside some other country somewhere maybe. You know, have a nice studio and make some, <laughs> you know, really nice yoga and make some money. That was the wish I had. Honestly, if I have to tell, uh, or maybe to be a professor in some university. In the same Sanskrit college, they have asked me to be as a teacher. But because of this one, my father called. Somehow I was, I said no in the beginning to my father, because I can't come. Because what, what I have in the village. So it's not possible. But he really uh, had a strong reason to uh, take me back also. The reason is uh, that the temple what we have here in our village, it's the, we are the priest of the temple traditionally from many generations. My grandfather, their grandfathers and my father, everyone was taking care. So someone has to take care now after me, my father said. So he was renovating that temple also that time. It, temple renovation was happening and all the village people started to force my father, your son has to come back, you know. My another brother, who he live in Bangalore, he has his job there, he studied normal education and uh, yeah, he has his life in Bangalore, already settled there. That's why your another son has to come back. He studied also this tradition, that's why he has to come back. They started to force and my father, uh, again, again, he was calling and telling. Normally, my father is like a very strict guy and never he was bending in front of anyone, really strong man. But he asked me many times. That's the only time in my life he asked many times. If we say something that no, then he said, no, if no, no problem, he was telling. Really like ignoring and denying. But this is matter of tradition and he was somewhere really wanted to convince me. That made me a little bit sad. Never my father was asking this, this many times. Somehow I felt like, okay, there should be a reason why these all things are happening in my life. That's the first time just I really surrender to this God concept because I did not have any hope, anything. You know, just I have to surrender what is happening at the moment in my life and just go with the flow, nothing else. That's the first time I tried. But that try really made me really special, you know. So then I asked to many my friend that I'm going, I'm really thinking to go back to my village and all my friends and my, you know, well-wishers, they said, no, 
you don't go back because you lose your life you will spoil your life what is there in the village in mysore you can be a very popular yogi popular yoga practitioner teacher you can teach sanskrit philosophy which is so rare you are really good in that so that's why you have to be people need you they said i was like wow yes i felt and then in the very end i asked my teacher my guruji and i said these all things this is what happening uh, my father is gone. then my guruji said he is the only man who he said good you go back to village he said you know then i was like surprised why my guruji is telling this one but he said you see he said only one reason why you have to go back he said you see vijaya this is big city mysore bangalore or any city in the villages at least you have an opportunity to live in a very healthy honest way in the cities we don't have that opportunity itself he said somehow you have to you know follow some sneaky way somewhere you have to pollute your health life policies in the life maybe you have to bend but in the village you have that opportunity free very simple life there so that's why i think it is best for you to go back and rest in your village why maybe you will not understand but somehow you will find your thing don't worry he said because he had that trust in me and and my father also said when i was telling no i don't want to come because i have a strong good life here what i do when i come back to village what i will do there i was asking to my father and my father also said one thing you see vijaya oh my son if you really have a special knowledge in you you no need to go to us to people people will find you wherever you will be you might sit in the top of the mountain maybe but people will definitely follow and find you why you worry do you have faith on your studies knowledge shastra philosophy yoga practice everything you done really in a proper way yes then why you worry and one or another day it has to come out to the world don't worry you come back he said then that was a big shift big changing in my life in one month everything happened and i came back to village and then start to take care of the temple in the very beginning so but before i take charge of the temple it's a big thing in my life until my death i have to do it's not like one year two year commitment it's a life commitment but you never thought before about becoming a priest no, before your no. father asks when i was studying in the mysore and different parts because my father did not talk about it and even though it's belong to my tradition my father was not doing pujas mm. because he has lost his leg in the accident that's why he couldn't walk until temple and take bath and do that's why someone else was doing even though it's our family responsibility someone else was doing so i was thinking they will continue but my father said no because i had this problem that's why they are doing and now you have to continue this is our tradition so that that's why i never thought before that i come back and take care of the temple then i started to when i sit in front of the lord shankar narayana first time first time officially as a priest of course we were going every day before when we were very small kids to the temple but as a priest when i enter inside first temple i just prayed very strongly from my heart honestly i tell 
ఓ గాడ్ శంకర్ నారాయణ యుసీ టుడే ఆన్వర్డ్స్ ఐ ఆనెస్ట్లీ విల్ డూ యువర్ వర్షిప్స్ పూజ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ యాజ్ ఏ ప్రిస్ట్ ఐ డూ మై డ్యూటీ ఆనెస్ట్లీ బట్ దెర్ ఈస్ ఏ ప్రాబ్లమ్ ఐ హ్యావ్ టు లీడ్ మై లైఫ్ ఆల్సో హియర్ ఐ నీడ్ ఫుడ్ ఐ నీడ్ సంథింగ్ సమ్ జాబ్ ఆర్ వట్ ఎవర్ మే బి దట్స్ వై దట్ ఈస్ యువర్ రెస్పాన్సిబిలిటీ you have to give me a proper job here or proper things to do because i don't know what to do no one is interested in sanskrit no one is really know about yoga here no one know my skills so what to do i don't know anything let's see if you give me life here i give you the worship and puja every day that deal we will have today you know it's your responsibility i said and i started to do my ritual every day and i tried to be a professor and applied so many schools here so many different universities as a sanskrit scholar as a sanskrit teacher i applied for the job unfortunately i did not get job 2 3 month i wait and they said law many things let's see let's see they said so then after 2 3 months some of my students who they know me from long time Uh, from mysore and from the west country also they said we want to come and study with you vijaya so why don't you start a small place in sastana uh, teach yoga teach philosophy sanskrit that is what you really you are you know a sanskrit scholar so let's start then i was thinking when i came back also there was not proper place for me to practice also there is not a proper shala or no place i had lot of books so where to keep that book i did not have any place it was all in a different box like 10 20 boxes of books big big box so then i started to build a small place for my practice and keep my books create a small library and i build a small shala that is the way how i started and then slowly students started to came from the west there are one or two student came in the beginning and one of my Uh, first student this dundi he came from mysore he was studying with me in mysore yoga and he stopped studying there in sanskrit college and he came back to my village just to study yoga uh, he is really into this yoga path and then somehow i was teaching this sanskrit philosophy yoga shastras for one or two students many years two three years i taught only for few people one or two people morning to evening honestly i was teaching so long hours so then slowly when those two three went back to different places when they start to talk about me and this place then it became really little bit popular that's how students start to came uh, more and more students started to come but uh, this gurukula started to be like a brand when people come and study it's a place of going more deeper into yoga that kind of brand it has created because being in gurukula it's not so easy understand you know better because you have philosophy you have yoga you have chanting you have so many information you have a sattvic life here we have the chores as well yeah you have to be as a yogi it's not like i'm part time yoga job it is <laughs> it's not a part time yoga thing it's like yogic lifestyle so it's little bit harder to be in this atmosphere and be in this energy but i really want to give this real experience of yoga to all the students so this is the way how i started this place and uh, whenever i was traveling to the west and different different schools of yoga 
I was seeing some people only concentrate on asanas, pranayamas, practical yoga path. That's all they know. They don't know anything about yoga philosophy, Sanskrit, spirituality, nothing. And some schools only concentrate on lectures, meditations and uh, philosophies. These things only everyday discussions, that's all in some places. But I thought like yoga means it's combination of both. It has to go together, I think. It's a mental exercise, emotional exercise and physical exercise. Everything should go together. Why we can't mix those things? You know, that was the big question came to my mind. So then this Gurukula concept started in that way because this Gurukula concept in the ancient time they were teaching in the same way. Every day they have to be part of the family, Guru's family, they live with them. If you see the Upanishads and many texts maybe, that's the way. They live with the teacher and they be part of the family and they practice every day, study every day. It's like together, they have to share the knowledge all the time. There should be a long proper observation between student and teacher. If you go to some other schools maybe, morning two hour you go to the shala and practice and then you disappear. What you do? you know, how you be rest of the time maybe, there is no connection between teacher and student. But here, you have to live. We see all the time each other. What I do, you know. What you do, I know. So like that, the, the connection become more stronger. So that's why I thought this method will be really good for a spiritual practitioner. Let me create this atmosphere here. I was not thinking I become a great yoga teacher. I teach yoga. It's not like that. I am a practitioner of yoga. I have a small place to practice for myself. Whoever come there, they can practice with me. In this concept, I started. So that's why I create some special space for the practitioners just to practice with me and experience it. Somehow, this, this itself helps a lot rather than just to guide them. Um, just to give a lot of things to them time to time, not needed. Just give some space, allow some special, create some energy and help them to connect with that energy and just to take them close to me. That itself creates a lot of changings that I felt very strongly. So this lifestyle and uh, practical informations, whatever knowledge of philosophy I have, I started to share with students. Then this place happened, you know. So, this is the yogic journey, how I came back and what made me to start this place. So, I always felt like practical informations and the theoretical philosophical knowledge. Both has to travel together, I think. It should not be like I, only I practice yoga. I don't want to discuss philosophy. Philosophies and uh, spiritual things are not needed. Only I practice, practice, practice. Then I think a lot of doubts will come in your path. So much emotional changing started to happen. So much different kinds of thoughts start to come in your intense things start to happen. But you don't know what they are. You don't have the structure to you understand. Know, understand those things and no one is there to tell about you. Those all things. Then the philosophy give a proper light on those things. These feelings are this, this, this. You should go this, this way. This will be the best way. So that's why philosophy is like a proper guideline. It's a map towards to Samadhi. So by having only map also you can't travel. You should travel. You should work with you. There should be a strong practice. That's why 
the practice of yoga and the theories of the philosophy both i start to mix in my gurukula i think the both will really give a tremendous help tremendous changings can happen very fast in your path when you mix them both in a proper way not to go too much with the philosophy not to go too much with the only practices with the proper practice with proper observation philosophical discussion i should clarify every day i should really work with my own emotions my own body with the support of philosophy it's like reconfirmations every day and knowing more about deeper things of yoga helps uh, very fast in our journey uh, that's why i felt why not to mix this philosophical things also part of yoga practice why not we have those all things that's somehow i started and i started to give some some spiritual practices also to my students which is really kept as a very secret things in our indian tradition but i felt as a yoga practitioner whatever qualities are they are explaining in the traditional indian knowledge who has these these qualities he is capable to practice these things i started to see that qualities in my students why not because they are westerners because of they, they are ladies because they are this that's why they should not practice i don't believe on those theories you know i born in a traditional family i am i am in a orthodox so so strong traditional knowledge i also studied in traditional gurukulas maybe but still i don't want to be in that kind of cage and really of course i can't teach this one to everyone there should be a basic requirements and qualities if whoever have that quality why not so that's why that is the most important for me not the caste not the country nothing i can share all my knowledges i can share all my experience time to time when they get ready that's all there is no other objections but they need some basic qualities i can't compromise myself with the basic eligibilities if someone is not ready i can't teach those things at all but if someone is ready nothing can stop me to teach them this is what i started to do in this gurukula somehow i i feel little bit happy that i taught to many students and some students are really studied very well and almost all so because here people come beginners comes really less whoever they go to different different place and have lot of knowledge on asana practice here there little bit and they want to go more deeper really want to go more deeper that kind of students coming lot here so that's why i felt okay nice that i have some nice students here so whoever want to whoever come here just to time pass or maybe like a yoga holiday they can't be here so long <laughs> in one week or 10 days or two three days maybe they they go away true because it's uh, the energy doesn't suits to them that's what i created that kind of energy here with my students so this is how and why i started this place gurukula yeah and from a student's perspective it's very it's very useful to see how consistent you are in your everyday life with the teachings that you share which makes it a lot easier for us as students to surrender to the teachings and to and to open to whatever we are here to receive mm. because there's this close proximity between us and you and we are with you all day and we see how you act all day in your personal life and how consistent you are with the knowledge you share 
and I'm, I'm curious about your own side, what it's like for you to be so exposed 24-7, being with students all day and not having privacy? You see, which day or when I start to consider myself as a teacher, then the problem starts. From that day onwards, I can't be like this. You see, the most important thing, I always consider myself as a practitioner as a student still. I am just practicing in my path. I have a goal. I have a clear goal in my life. I want to be in certain kind of energy. I want to lead my life in this way. It's very clear in my life. And whoever come close to me, want to be with me, I just open my arms and really take them close to me. That's all. That's why I don't consider myself as a teacher at all, first of all. I am a practitioner. And whoever want my help, you know, want in this path more help. If someone think that this person can help in my path, I am ready to share my little experience with them. That's all. I don't make it so compli you know, complicated, this path. Or complicated, I am a teacher, you are a student, you should listen to me. And these kind of character when I start to hold, you know, it's better to have a single role in your life rather than maintaining so many roles. I have a very clear one role. I am a yoga practitioner. So, this teacher role people gave to me. I did not really <laughs> consider myself as a teacher and I have that role. I still consider myself, I am really honestly, I tell I am a practitioner. In, in my practice, in my path, if someone needs some help, maybe if I can help, I feel so fortunate for that. Of course, I practice my way, I do my things, but with that, if I can help little bit to someone, what a great thing it is. I always feel so fortunate and help them. So that's why I keep this relationship so pure, so clean, so simple, not to make it so complicated. I'm your teacher, you should listen to me. I control you. There is no control, nothing. You know, people come, people go. Whatever happens when they come, when they be with me, they are very close to me. When they go, they really disappear, you know. I also disappear. I become so busy with my things. So that's why, but still there is a strong bondage between me and my students. It's just like I feel I'm just there to help them. I'm just a helper. I'm a servant of my students, you know. Whenever they need me, I will be there and do my best. I'm not telling I can give everything to my student. I can help him in many ways. No, I also have limited things in my life. So that's why in my limited way, limited knowledge, limited experience, whatever I can help to my student, I don't cheat myself. I always try my best to help my students. So that's why uh, I think it's it's not like I have some roles, teacher role, couple of hours, then I become practice. I always have a single role. That's why 24 into 7, I am same. I am a practitioner. That's all. But when it comes to the matter of teaching some philosophy, how I have learned in the same way I teach. So that's why it looks like I have to play this teacher role. When I sit in this seat maybe, in this teacher seat, I don't have to cheat this seat. I have to do honest my duty. When I go back to home, I am a householder. I have to give proper justice to that seat. That is what a practitioner means. If you are a student, you have to give proper justice for that student seat. You practice honestly. 
when you are sharing knowledge you should give proper justice to that role it's not a, like you are teaching but it's justice for that time give justice to every moment in your life that's all so i try my best to give a proper justice to every second of my life that's why it looks like uh, maybe students they feel like i'm little bit consistent all the time same and helping uh, maybe yes so but i don't feel myself as a teacher i feel myself as a practitioner and when i start to consider myself as a teacher then so many problems starts that students they don't know it will be so hard to carry that teacher uh, weight on my shoulder if i am a student i am a student so simple it is like you i am just a practitioner but someone think your experience or your knowledge can help in my path little bit why not that's why i teach so i don't expect anything from my student and i don't give guarantee to anyone that miracles can happen if you come to this shala nothing i keep these all things very simple you come and practice with me let's see what happens this is what i tell all the time i do my duty honest but people think i think people really uh, commit to this path commit to this teaching and how they are practicing and how they receiving these all things really made me so wonder and it's a great inspiration for me to teach more you see otherwise i you know it's it's really hard to be like same all the time and give my energy all the time to my students so hard but it inspires every day to me that all the students are so committed and you they see them change gradually yeah, into a more how much intense changes are happening in their life how strong study they become after exactly. a few months few years maybe that's why that really tells me lot oh this method works this is really the best it feels so that's why i keep on teaching you know yeah <clears throat> and uh, maybe we can wrap this up for today but i would just like to ask you because we were talking about mm. your many roles or how you consider that your main role is a, a yoga mm. practitioner mm. but you are also a teacher to us you are a householder like you said a husband to pavia and a father to virochana you are also a priest how do you multitask all these different roles in one day we see you able to do all these things and it's it's quite impressive how you can stretch your day to fit all these activities into mm. it yeah see and you have the energy to do it <laughs> <laughs> you see whenever we all observe this one experience in our life those roles you easily manage which roles you like in your life you know it doesn't makes you or it doesn't makes you tired it doesn't makes you like it's hard to manage this role if you don't like it if you do forcefully then i think in certain time duration you feel enough i can't manage this role so whatever role god has given to me in this life i respect that all role and i feel it's a great opportunity as a yoga practitioner to purify myself so what that's why i said before itself I don't consider myself as a teacher I consider myself as a student that's why teaching yoga also great practice to me it's not something giving it's something gaining for me I observe my student lot in their changings their lifestyle their character different different students are coming some method doesn't works with some people 
so that's why which method i can apply i observe a lot they are changing and everything it's a great lesson in my life i i feel it's so interesting every day this teaching method because i really want to know these all things more and more i'm a still student so that's why uh, as a householder that's also god gift as a father as a husband maybe it's very easy to avoid this all role maybe but it's a great test great great examination you know i have to do that role also commitment with the temple even though i feel so tired maybe morning i have to go do the ritual evening i have to go do the rituals and ceremonies in the temple it doesn't matter so by doing it little bit longer time in my life also i have experienced it when you start to do some things maybe in the beginning you really like it ah so nice very exciting and after some time maybe one year two year it start to feel so boring but if you have options in your life that you can choose some things then i think always you choose what you really want to do this is very exciting that's why i do when i start to feel bored i stop doing this freedom we have but i don't think in my life i don't keep much more freedoms i want to commit for some things like householder is my commitment teaching yoga it's my commitment doing rituals be as a priest in the temple it's my commitment whenever i start to think it's a choice then problem starts <laughs> so i don't allow myself to feel them even a single day also as a choice it's a commitment it's a great opportunity for me to learn so that's why i keep on doing all the time and observing it's not just doing as a machine i do i feel tired i feel sometimes unhappy i feel sometimes so happy by doing these rituals and nice things and teaching yoga i feel happy some days i feel so tired why these students are here you know why i can't skip the class today these kind of thoughts comes to me also i'm i'm a human naturally but without giving exceptions and freedom to myself no i have to do it let's see just do and let's see rather than just skip the class itself now i feel i don't want to do the class let's do the class and then observe myself this really helped me lot that i can these are all the state of the mind this is all the dualities what comes in the path of yoga so that's why after a long time maybe without any choice without any kind of you know freedom to choose the duties some of the duties in your life you do so long it becomes like a purification holy practice you start to cross the dualities there is no likes there is no dislikes you like or you don't like it doesn't matter to you you just keep on doing because it gives you a steady steadiness of the chitta steadiness of the mind so whenever i teach yoga it gives me clarity whenever i go to do some rituals in the temple it leads me to clarity it leads me some peace and steadiness because it doesn't matter of likes or dislikes there is no option just i keep on doing so that's why the consistency in the beginning it was really hard for me also i also struggled lot in the beginning days maybe i will in future i struggle again maybe i don't know but at the moment i feel little bit steady consistent and strong because i think these are all my i really like them to do i really like to be a householder and take care of my family 
I really like to be as a teacher and help some students if they need whenever my support. And I really want to do the rituals in the temple. That is what my uh, my daily gaining energy process because I spend energy lot in the shala. I spend lot of energy with my student, but I should gain also every day my energy. So temple is my energy source. Whenever I go there, calm down, do my things. I gain a lot of energy and clarity, calm down, which helps me to teach more in future. So that's why, uh, how it possible to be very consistent in different roles of the life? It's very simple, two things. One is, it's I like these all things. That's why. If I don't like, I can't do. Because uh, struggling starts, fighting will start. But I don't think I fight with my duties. I happily do. That's why even though physically I'm tired, I really want to teach, I really want to talk, I really want to do the ritual. Mentally, I have a lot of energy. Physically, I struggle maybe sometimes. I take a step back, of course, but it doesn't mean that I don't want to. That wish doesn't become less at all in my life. Always I kept that wish and I had that wish very strongly. That is why very important, you should like your job. There should be a very strong wish to do. That I have, that's why it doesn't look struggling. Second one, what I said, I... Uh, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's not like I don't see myself as a, you know, I don't keep any options in my life. Doing and not doing both as an option when I keep, then the problem. Doing itself is the only option in my life. If I don't do, there should be a strong reason that I cannot do. That's the only reason. I can't walk to temple. That's the only reason why I don't do, did not do today or something more important than that duty. When comes, then I have to skip. That's all. Um, I can do also, I can skip also. These kind of options when you keep, always this tricky mind start to play, you know. It's really choose comfort, discomforts. All things starts. So that's why we should not allow for at least at all. So then that this is what I really be a little bit careful in my life as a uh, having many roles in my life that I don't give much more opportunity for my mind just to choose the things. It's given, I think. All the duties in my life, God gave these duties to me. I don't have any choice. I keep on doing until I can't do. You know, in future, maybe I feel like I can't teach. Teaching becomes so hard for me, struggling. Then I stop, of course. And doing, being in the household, in the house, maybe it's so hard for me. Then I stop. But until that, I really honestly try my best to do, manage. So that's why, that is the two things maybe which really uh, keeps me a little bit consistent. Not having choice, that is the one more important thing. And uh, second one is I like them all. So that's why there is no matter of struggling. Yeah. It sounds quite simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very simple, you know. I, I keep all the things very simple. Yeah. Very beautiful words. Yeah, thank you. Guruji, thank you very much for taking the time to ah. answer these questions. Maybe yeah. we can find some more time before I leave uh, yeah. to answer a few more, but Definitely. I don't want to take too much more yeah, of yeah, your yeah. time. No problem. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you very much for you. It's really nice, you know. Uh, I've been teaching here and... Uh, giving lot to my students and everything. But when someone asks me, you know, which made me like these all things, what is behind these all things, which is the inspiration for you to do these all things, 
that i can share people see me in a different way exactly you know, someone see me like great teacher someone see me like useless teacher someone see me as a normal person someone see me as a special maybe so but what i know about myself what i have something to say about myself you know when i say that becomes something different so that's why you gave that opportunity to me just to expose myself uh, according to me not like according to someone so that's why thanks for that and definitely we will uh, uh, spend some more time uh, with these questions in future wonderful thank guruji thank you very thank much thank you so much thank you very much Hello again. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Dr. Vijaya a little better. Maybe you even felt inspired to spend some time studying the ancient teachings either on your own or by coming here to the Gurukula to study with Dr. Vijaya himself. And if that's the case and you would like to find out more information about Guruji and his traditional yoga school You can visit the Gurukula's website at yogagurukula.in that is yoga g u r u k u l a.in and you can also listen to the next couple of episodes in which I will describe the Gurukula in greater detail and paint a more poetic picture of what it is like to be here what are the main characters in this story what the gurukula sounds like smells like what are the colors and the textures and what a typical day looks like and feels like when you're here in the meantime i would like to thank you for listening and for supporting this project that truly comes from the heart from me to you and i would also like to thank andrea zorat for the beautiful music and ines oliveira for the beautiful artwork until the next time we meet let us keep the light of our sadhana burning and let us keep nurturing the world through our seven Hmm.